0: for the money, two for the show.
1: Gab, come on, we gotta record the podcast. Let's go. Hello, welcome to to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your
0: hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about cardigan from Folklore. Oh,
1: I love cardigan so much. I know. <laughs> oh. And today we are discussing the song Champagne Problems from Evermore.
0: Our first Evermore song, and it fits perfectly into our alphabet.
1: Perfectly. Champagne Problems is the second track on the album. Evermore was released on December
0: eleventh, 2020, and this song was co-written by William Bowery, a.k.a. Joe Alwyn.
1: Our boy Joe Allen, Cute. He's back. He's <laughs> back for more. This album is brand spanking new, so this song has not been performed live yet.
0: But I can't wait until it is. Oh,
1: so many people. Everybody can't we're, wait. We're
0: all ready. We're ready for it. Yeah, including Taylor. Including <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. Champagne problems is an idiom that refers to a problem or dilemma that, when compared to larger issues such as poverty, national disasters, or war, are not that big of a deal, mm. but nonetheless provide individuals with issues that must be dealt with. Interesting. So it's kind of like saying, like, first world problems, oh. which I know was, like, big on Twitter a number yeah. of years ago. Yeah. I had never heard that term. Champagne problem? Before this podcast. Yeah, me, me neither. I had friends who explained it to me because I guess they had used it before.
1: Champagne problems. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never heard it before. Yeah,
0: me either. So, Dev, what do you think about Champagne Problems?
1: I like this song quite a bit. It's definitely grown on me since we've started uh, listening to it and since it came out. It's interesting that this song comes after Willow Mm -hmm. on the album. Very different vibes. Like, two very different aspects of love and, like, where people are in a relationship. And it seems like Willow is kind of at the beginning of a relationship and her chasing it and Mm -hmm. finding it and whatever. And then Champagne Problems is, like... Literally the end of a relationship with these two people that obviously had two differing views on what was supposed to happen in yeah, this instant. where their relationship was going. Absolutely. And so the singer, Taylor's character that she's created, is not into continuing the relationship and causes these champagne problems. Mm-hmm. It's cool because that has uh, kind of like a double meaning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What you said in the, what it means that it's about, you know, problems that Aren't necessarily that great, or you Yuck, know, frivolous. Frivolous, and they're part of this relationship and everything. But then also that champagne is a huge part of proposals, mm-hmm. and that's what and this, celebrations. Yeah, and celebrations, and he brings the Dom Perignon, which she says in the lyrics, and was obviously expecting a celebratory uh, mood, a if toast. you will. A, yes, a toast, perhaps, and I mean in the lyric video. You have the ring being dropped into the champagne glass, mm-hmm. which is, like, a very big thing for proposals and whatever. Which um, I don't
0: get because I'm like, is that good for the stones? I don't know. Is that good
1: for the stones? What happens if you accidentally sip and choke on the ring? <laughs> that
0: would be very bad. Wouldn't that be horrific? I've never heard of that happening, but I bet it has. That'd be terrible. That'd be so I bad.
1: mean, I guess, like, you look at the glass before you drink. Maybe. but Sometimes you don't Mm-mm. if you're, like, in a conversation or whatever. But my big issue is is that like it's a bottle of Dom Perignon. Mhm. That's an expensive bottle of champagne. Yeah. That's a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> who is who is going to drink that champagne if not at this celebration? What other sort of event or whatever are you going to open a bottle of Dom Perignon for?
0: Well, the fact that it was already opened, I think maybe not.
1: Yeah. Maybe he poured it. They have it. to then
0: drink it cuz you can't so. let champagne sit. Like, so then it becomes pity champagne. Oh, pity Dom.
1: Pity Dom. Well, maybe. his sister
0: splashed out on the biodol so maybe she's the one who's maybe she's the one who drank the whole thing. Because <laughs> I was
1: thinking, you know, like Taylor's character should have broken up with them after the champagne, you know?
0: Yeah, but the champagne would have been celebration, so it would have been too late. Uh, you have you're to say right. yes first. I guess
1: so. I just, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about the waste of this dumb Perignon, and I understand that that isn't the point of the song. <laughs> no i I understand that, but you know I just kept coming back to that like god this is this is rough mm. he 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 spent a pretty penny on that, he you did. know yeah. and and so not only is he getting broken up with, he's now also probably like two hundred and fifty dollars out on this champagne, yeah, you know, yeah, but that aside, it's a shame <laughs> it is it's a problem. <laughs> Other side, it's a great song. I love the chorus. I love the uh, the rhythm Mm. of the chorus. It's It's very, it kind of lulls you in. And that's actually kind of one thing that I thought was that her voice kind of lulls you into like this haze in this song. Mm. And it kind of like puts you in this maybe kind of like what he must be kind of feeling like in a haze of, is this real? Did she really just dump me? Yeah, like,
0: what just happened? You know,
1: it's a very kind of soothing song, but Mm -hmm. it's talking about a subject matter that's very rough. And dramatic. And dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah. That's cool. I really love this song. Mm -hmm. I am one of those people, I will agree that, like, it definitely has grown on me the more I listen to the album. I'm one of those people who had hoped Evermore would be an album where uh, it was released that Taylor and Joe were engaged or married, which is completely her privacy her prerogative to tell us to not whatever but i was hoping for that so then when i heard this song i was like "Uh uh-oh this is a sad song we expected it maybe to be a happy song (laughs) even though taylor had told us it's not bubbly (laughs) so at first i was like oh but like now that i know that and i know it's just a storytelling it's expert it's taylor storytelling totally and it tells the you know this entire emotional story with this arc In a four-minute song. It's amazing. It feels like a movie. Like, I feel like I could see it. Mm -hmm. And that's just so Taylor. And I really like how, like, from folklore to Evermore, it went from, you know, folklore was about some kind of, like, younger love, younger relationships, friendships, Mm -hmm. finding people, teenage love. And Evermore feels like more mature love and Mm. breakups and divorce and just kind of examining that from different angles in a lot of ways. So I like that Taylor has all these different songs that tell different, more mature love stories. Yeah. I find this one to be one of kind of the clearest stories that you can follow through the song.
1: Totally. There's not as
0: much like ambiguity to it.
1: That's interesting because didn't she say in her Long Pond studio she was talking about, oh, it was the the iTunes guy. The Apple Music. The Apple yeah. Music guy when she was talking about how folklore is about like spring and summer mm-hmm. and evermore is like fall and winter. Yep. And that also is kind of, you know, going with the relationships of a young relationship and an older yep. relationship. Yeah,
0: and maturity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel those vibes. Totally. I love listening to this song. I also find it soothing, even though it's not about soothing right. subject matter. It's just her voice sounds so beautiful. Oh, the so is so beautiful. This is like top bridges to me. This oh. is like <laughs> like, you know, connecting all the world's bridges. Like this is just such a good bridge. Yeah. I love it. You
1: like this bridge?
0: The whole story is in the bridge. It's true. It's true. I, if you don't, a lot of people
1: are gonna disagree with me. I understand. <laughs> like I I totally get it. I totally get it. I think that it's too wordy.
0: Mm. I think
1: there's too much in the bridge.
0: Interesting. I disagree.
1: You know, because you, like you just said, she puts like a whole story into it. I think contrary to like All Too Well, where it's like very specifically worded mm. in her bridge and, you know, the yelling part where everybody goes crazy for it. I think that it's a little too wordy.
0: The way I see it and how the wordiness is it, I feel like it kind of matches the anxiety of the moment mm-hmm. of saying no to the proposal. Okay. That's how I kind of feel about it.
1: That makes sense, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's like that leading up to it. Like, this. let me explain all of this. Kind sure. Of. That's how I kind of view it. Sure. Another thing that I will say is, you know, I read the definition of champagne problems earlier. I would disagree that this moment is champagne problems. Okay, mm. like I understand it's obviously not as bad as like war, or death, but... You know, that's pretty sad getting to a point in a relationship where you're proposing to someone and for them to say no. Because usually, when you get to that proposal point, you are pretty certain that you're spending your future with them, unless you've just read the situation so wrong. Completely wrong. Yeah. Like most people who propose, the person says yes. Because yeah. it's been enough time. They've maybe communicated about it, which is really important. Like if you're not talking about engagement, don't expect to suddenly get engaged. Yeah. You know? Totally. So, I mean, for that guy, this is like an earth-shattering problem situation. Totally. It's really devastating, heartbreaking. Yeah. And so, you know, the way I see champagne problems, like the way I view that, is like, um, say someone's like an actor and they get offered two amazing roles and they have to pick one and they're sure. sad to lose the other. That's champagne problems because it's like a wealth. What's it? Wealth of riches is no that's what I'm saying.
1: Like two, I don't know.
0: We're really bad at saying. Really it's-
1: bad euphemisms are. Oh not no no no! Body. An
0: embarrassment of riches. Ah, there you go. That's there what it go. is. So I kind of equate those two. <laughs> Whereas this, I'm like, I think this is a real problem. It's obviously not, like, a global problem. Sure, but it's, like, a huge,
1: huge thing for the two of them. Yeah,
0: it's pretty sad. For their
1: families and stuff. Like, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Devin, do you relate to this song?
1: Sort of. Mm -hmm. Sort of. So I'm going to use my relation of this song to disappointment. Okay. And in terms of disappointing other people. Yeah, because that's
0: what she does. She has... uh,
1: very much disappointed this other person and this other person's family. Mm-hmm. So lots of disappointment in this song and I bet she's probably disappointed at the way things turned out as well. Even though she's the one that said no, like she's obviously still feels for this person and and doesn't really want to hurt them, but mm-hmm has to because like engagement's a big thing.
0: Yeah, you can't say yes if you don't mean it. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: So my disappointment thing is that I have definitely had those times when I have gotten that look from somebody of like, oh you you messed up. Like mm. the Oh, I'm disappointed in you, Devin. Mm. Like from my mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest disappointments that I ever created and that i think back on a lot was actually in my 10th grade chemistry class oh okay mr Kokenauer was our teacher and he was like the best chemistry teacher i think one of the best teachers i've ever had mm. he was just so passionate about the subject and about teaching and about the kids and he was just so great and and so you really wanted to really do well for mm-hmm. him in, in class if you didn't do your homework you would get a zero there was just no way of making that Up, like if that if you didn't come in prepared, like you got a zero. And Mm. so there was one day when I I missed one portion of the homework. I had done most of it, and there was like a bit that I had forgot to write down. Mm. He would always come around at the beginning of class and check to make sure everybody had done it and everything. And he asked me if I had done this one part, and I said no. And he gave me this look. He was just like, "I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to give you a zero on that."
0: Oh man! And he
1: walked away and. I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry not because I got the zero, but because I had let him down. Wow. I had let him down. I had missed my homework. And from that day, like, I didn't miss it ever again.
0: Wow, that's an effective teacher. <laughs> oh, he was the
1: best. So that's kind of where I am on the, this song. And I've never disappointed somebody or made such a life-changing decision as this. So,
0: well, you have, but it went a different way.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I proposed to you, and thank goodness he said yes. But I've never done something that has like affected somebody so much because of my decision mm, I in in a in a, in a negative way.
0: I see. Mm-hmm. What about you? So yeah, luckily, I can't relate directly to this song, as you know. I knew my answer when you were on your knee and before you were on your knee too. (laughs) So I always knew it was going to be yes. (laughs) But I do relate to the opening verse. It kind of like hits me in a different way. You booked the night train for a reason so you could sit there in this hurt. Bustling crowds or silent sleepers, you're not sure which is worse. Mm. So I relate to the feeling of being sad and heartbroken and not knowing what helps you feel better being alone or being in a crowd, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing like what helps you not focus on how much you're hurting, whether it's like throwing yourself into a project or lots of people or whatever, or just like getting really introspective and like dealing with the mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite sure fully, you know, what's the best way to heal. Like all I can relate to is, you know, what has worked for me. And so I think like I tended to lean more towards the crowd side in my past. So you don't like... Hear or feel your own thoughts as much, sure. um especially like living in New York City. Like life moved really fast, so it's like it, things happen too fast for you to sit in your hurt. Sure. Life just keeps moving, you know. Sure. At least pre-COVID, at
1: least pre-COVID, um, <laughs>
0: not great yeah. right now. I just like that whole idea of this person so hurt, and they don't really know what's better. For the hurt And ultimately Time is really what you need Either yeah. way you go To try and heal It just is really time Is what you need To get past this hurt Yep But I also don't know How hard it would be To get over something like this
1: I know Me neither I have no idea so. Thank goodness We have no idea
0: That's yeah Very grateful for that Yeah,
1: yeah. Oof Now We get to the segment of Gossip Girl.
0: So I was really hoping that we were going to get an Evermore Long Pond Sessions before we got to our first Evermore song.
1: Yeah.
0: So that, like, we could at least have seen it performed once, hear some of her chatter on it. But we didn't. So should that come up at a later time, which no pressure on Taylor if they didn't record. No, no pressure,
1: Taylor. If you're listening to this, no pressure.
0: <laughs> but should that come up at a later time, we will add an amendment or something. Ooh. With that being said, she did give that awesome interview with uh, Apple Music. So oh, I have a couple of quotes from Taylor. Great.
1: Such a great interview.
0: So good. Taylor described this song as the one where longtime college sweethearts had very different plans for the same night. One to end it and one who brought a ring. Mm. Yes. Very sad. And then she also, talking about this song and having written it with Joe, who's her partner. Right. She said, Joe and I just really like sad songs. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Joe came up with the melodic structure of it and Taylor added the lyrics in. And then about the bridge, she said, that was one of my favorite bridges to write. I really love a song where you tell the full story in the bridge. Like, you shift gears in that bridge. I'm so excited to be in front of a crowd one day when they sing, She would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's fucked in the head. When there's a song like Champagne Problems where you know it's so sad, you know that, but I love a sad song, you know? Right. <laughs> so I just love the idea that Taylor loves sad songs, but she also loves the idea of all her friends coming together around these sad yeah. songs and scream singing at her, like how yeah. we are with it All Too Well. Yeah. And it's cool that she can see that. And I will say, the fans have really clung on to this song oh, in that way. absolutely. And so I think that's very cool. And that just her and Joe really bond over sad songs.
1: That's very funny.
0: It makes sense, though, because Joe, both of them, but uh, I think especially Joe, given that he collaborated with Justin Vernon on multiple songs, like, they Mm. like Bon Like, they, like, and his songs tend to be pretty sad and (laughs) devastating. (laughs) So, it makes sense. It's just, it's just funny to, like, write such sad music with the person you're in love
1: with. Well, I get it. Like, I totally get it. I mean, Cardigan, like we talked about last week, is one of my favorite songs to listen to on Folklore. And it's, it's kind of sad. And it's not as sad as champagne problems, but like, you know, she's talking about the hurt and the pain that she's gone through and everything. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. Cause usually sad songs are ballads too, and they're gonna be slower and more melodic and whatever. And uh and that's kind of fun to like just sit in every once in a while. You're just like, Oh yeah, like I love this. <laughs> yeah. I get to sit in this like sad, you know, like Well, and I
0: think it's pretty perfect for this year we're in. Yeah. Too.
1: <laughs> it's like a little cathartic.
0: Yeah, you definitely know. these albums have been cathartic. Just
1: reminds year. me of uh, of the Back to December Taylor when she's sitting, you know, in the kitchen at the uh, on the oven just sad. And then the bathtub sad. The bathtub.
0: Sad. <laughs> sad on the bed, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, uh, oh, it's so good.
0: Okay, so I have some fun line readings for you guys. The help of some Twitter users theories. Mm. Um, so these are some different... Explanations, ideas. Okay, 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 okay. So first is the line, "Your Midas touch on the Chevy door." Midas, for those of you who don't know, refers to the myth of King Midas who turned everything he touched gold. Mm-hmm. As we know from past Taylor songs, gold is the color that Chief views as love. For some examples: left a mark on me, a golden tattoo deep blue, but you painted me golden. I used to think love would be burning red, but it's golden like daylight. Mm. So that idea that gold means love for Taylor. Just the idea of, you know, King Midas. He, everything he touched turned to gold. So this guy in this moment is still, like, full of love mm. and her love for him. Yeah. I mean, we do ultimately know that the myth of King Midas, it becomes a tragedy because yeah. everything he turned gold, he turns things gold that then are shiny on the outside, but, like, you right. can't actually use or eat. And he kills his daughter? His daughter. He actually
1: yeah. turns his daughter gold. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's the idea, maybe, too, that the love was too much; it smothered her. Yeah. Maybe Ooh. something kind of like that. Ooh. Just a thought. Interesting. <laughs> okay, another really cool theory I read online um, from a Twitter user named Sipping August great name. Check her out. She does line analysis of all Taylor songs mm-hmm. all the time. So she, it was about the line, one for the money, two for the show. I never was ready, so I watch you go. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it stems from a children's nursery rhyme that goes, one for the money, two for the show, three to make ready, and four to go. Mm-hmm. The rhyme is basically a, kind of like a ready, set, go nursery, time, nursery rhyme. Like, let's do this. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And Taylor mimics it here, but she stops at two mm-hmm. showing how the woman who turned down the proposal proposal was not ready to go, a.k.a. she was not ready to move forward with the relationship.
1: Mm. Um, She couldn't pass
0: that finish line, that go. She was stopping partway through the middle.
1: She was stopping at two. Yeah. I know. I thought that
0: was such a cool take. Thank you, in August. And then, really like in the line, your heart was glass. I dropped it. I find it to be really similar to the line, did I close my hand around something delicate? Did I shatter you? In Coney Island. Oh, right. Which also then connects to... Her song, Delicate, and that this idea of love being delicate, sure. and this idea that his heart, you know, was delicate and she shattered it. She's the one who dropped it. Mm. Yeah, really sad, <laughs> all devastating. And then I don't know if anyone else uh, watched and loved The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix, but Devin and I did. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. It's, um, it's, for those of you, like, I don't do scary. It, it's not that scary. There's some spooky moments, but it's really a love story.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a tragic. Love story. Yeah,
0: beautiful. With ghosts. Um, but this Instagram user, Taylor Swifty Universe, created a video for Champagne Problems with images from Haunting a Bly Manor's main character, Danny. And it's so brilliant, and it's like almost as if the song could have been written about the character, the way she connects. Everything, yeah, like you should, you should check it out on her Taylor Swift universe page. Even that character gets proposed to with a ring and a champagne glass. Yeah, so it's just really funny the way they pieced it yeah, together. Yeah, and then
1: there's there's tragedy after that for sure. Tragedy. Oh boy,
0: um, I just love fandom merges, and I thought this was like a really great video.
1: Fandom merges. I like that. Yeah.
0: So, Devin, what's your favorite line in the song?
1: I really like, she'll patch up the tapestry that I shred. Mm-hmm. At the end of the bridge. And what I like about the end of the bridge... Yeah, okay, so, okay, you know, thinking more about it, like, the bridge is pretty good. It's really it, good. It's really good. But <laughs> but the end of the bridge, when it slows back down again, to come back into the chorus, like, I'll patch up the tapestry that I shred and leave it. Yeah. It's just, it, to come back into it is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she's hurt her partner, yet she still can say, like, I know you'll be able to move on. Time's going to do its thing and you'll be able to move on and you will find somebody mm-hmm. who will be able to be this for you. Mm. But unfortunately, like I can't and like that sucks and that's hard. But that image of like, Somebody will come along that will be able to patch up that tapestry for you. Yeah, like you know, I feel beautiful. like I feel like that's who I am for you. Yeah, you, know, you like, patched
0: up my tapestry. I patched up
1: your shredded tapestry. Mm, you know,
0: it's a really pretty image. I It's, it's I like a that it's a, a lot. beautiful
1: beautiful image, and um, and I think that I don't know if this was meant to be, but it kind of ties into. She's referencing Tapestry and stuff, and, like, that reminds me of Carol King and how Carol King yeah. is such a big influence on Taylor, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that had anything to do with this or well, whatever, And but... the
0: song Tapestry, or not song, the whole album of Tapestry, a lot of it is about Carol King kind of coming into her own. Yeah. So it's, like, that idea as well as, like, this woman who broke off the relationship maybe finding herself and figuring yeah. out who she is.
1: Yeah. Yeah cuz this person who's singing this song obviously had time to think about this and was like oh this isn't what i want. Mm-hmm. There was some self discovery in that and i think that this last time she sings the chorus mm-hmm. really shows that. That self discovery of like i'm not this person for you but there will be somebody. Yeah. Um it's it's really beautiful because the whole last chorus is saying like there'll be this person who comes along who won't give you champagne problems, who will be there. Yeah, I yeah, like it a lot.
0: That's pretty. I really like that.
1: What is your favorite line?
0: <laughs> Surprising no one. My the whole thing! My favorite line is the whole bridge. Um, but I have a couple special shout-outs to specific lines. First is the line, November flush and your flannel cure. I read online that there was a superstition in Victorian times that wearing red flannel was a cure for illnesses. Hmm. I don't know if this is true. But I find it interesting, and the idea is that, like, when they fell in love, he was the one who maybe saved her or cured her in a way. Just that idea, November flesh, like, she's falling in love, your flannel cure, like, you're there for me. Kind of a thing.
1: Like, do you think that she knows about all of these things before she writes these songs? Or do you think that she does research about, like, stuff and is like, what is a very obscure thing that I can write about <laughs> in this song?
0: I don't know. Because, like, I feel like her brain works in a way that, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, it's so genius. And the fact that she'll, she'll think of verses she likes and just, like, write things down. And then come back to them years later. So yeah. there must always be just like poetry in her
1: head. I guess so. You
0: know, I mean, think about when we were doing the cardigan that she said, like, what it was like, a, an old cardigan that held the scent of love. Right, 20 from years 20 years lost. So that's like how her brain right. works, I feel like. So I feel like she maybe read a book because she's been reading a lot during quarantine. Sure. So maybe she read some kind of Victorian novel. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, just the way that she like, Describes this like that sentence. Any like other songwriter would just be like, "Yeah, we fell in love or something." Yeah. You know, like just, it was
1: November and we got together. It's just
0: like a beautiful line. Cool. And then obviously. I love the line. She would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's fucked in the head, they said. But you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up your tapestry that I shred. Um, I won't focus on the end because you really covered that beautifully, that part of that line. Just that idea, too, of like what happens when people break up or relationships end, the gossip and the lore that goes through the family. Sure. And the things people say about people, where, you know, it's. Not very nice and also not true. And just this idea of this Taylor using what a shame she's fucked in the head in this song. (laughs) Thinking about it, like, who's saying that? His family? And that's right. what they're saying? Like, she's, you know, messed up because she didn't pick him. Right. You know? Or did she have problems? Is that why she didn't pick him? Like, it's just a very interesting line. and But it also is not surprising in terms of the way that people talk about people when a big breakup of this sort yeah. happens. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, I just found it. It's funny. It's Yeah. And I mean, I am obviously also excited to scream sing that. At a concert oh, of course. as well. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I think the whole world is. Yeah. Taylor's like, you know, I have to write this because it's going to be a really good song. The Screams. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I also really like how in the clean version, it still is that hard sound. She said, like, what a shame. She's stuck in her head. <laughs> so she just keeps that like it's like we all know what it actually yeah, yeah, should yeah. have said and her. she'll give
1: that little like winky smile thing while she's singing it on live television I too. wonder if she'll
0: ever perform it on TV
1: who knows we'll see so Gab, on a scale of one to ten mom's rings in your pocket What are you gonna give this song? which also is just
0: like so sad like he was gonna use his mom's
1: ring oh like, god I know is that
0: like sully that ring for him yeah and she said no um, oh
1: so is his mom dead <laughs> I, didn't,
0: I didn't go that far maybe or she just handed it down to him and she's wearing a different rings sometimes oh, people do god. that oh god she so, might
1: be dead i don't think
0: she's dead i don't think she's dead because his family i feel like is like talking about her and he was gonna surprise he told his whole family <sighs> maybe that we, we we don't know
1: oh god that just got a whole lot darker <laughs> i don't
0: think so i don't think that's the case because when people hand down rings it's,
1: like, usually it's different. like the grandmother's ring
0: yeah it is usually the grandmother's ring that's true i
1: don't know shoot <laughs> i don't think she's dark. dead. dark
0: well, anyway, from one to ten mom's rings in your pocket, I'm going to give Champagne Problems nine mom's rings in your pocket. Cool. I think it's a beautiful song. I love the lyrics. I like that you can just like really delve into it. Like I feel like there's even things that we still missed in this song that we're going to discover as we keep listening. I think so. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah. What about you? From one to ten mom's rings in your pocket, what do you give this song? I'm going to give it eight. Nice.
1: Eight. Mom's rings in my pocket. <laughs> my mom gave me so many rings. <laughs> Eight to rings. Give to you. Eight. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy this song as well. There are in my way of rating things, there are a couple of other songs on this album that I like more mm-hmm. that are definitely going to get higher ratings. Yeah. And uh, this is this is a really good one. I think that so many of these songs on both Folklore and Evermore are really good mm-hmm. and yet there are some that are like stellar.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Like
1: really good. Yeah, like, the top like really really good. And so this one is good. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a great rating. Yeah,
1: great rating, I think.
0: Listen along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Podcast, and give us all your thoughts. How many mom's rings in your pocket would you give this song? What did we maybe miss from the song that you've read about online or thought about in terms of the lyrics?
1: Or parts that you really enjoy or lines that you really like?
0: Yeah, share it all with us, especially as this is our first ever more song. Uh And we haven't gotten a ton from Taylor about it. So, you know, we're all delving into this together. Absolutely, And then be sure to... Subscribe to us, follow, and review us on uh, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yeah. So next episode, we'll be covering change from Fearless. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tate is Z. See you next time.